So I've lost 8.4 kilos, which I'm stoked with. But my measurements, those are crazy. So I've lost 57 centimeters now, which is huge. <laughs> the PMS, I now maybe have one day of PMS um, when before I was having half a month. And that one day isn't, it's manageable. You know, like I'm not having to lock myself in the bedroom anymore like I was. <laughs> um, it's just a little bit, yeah, sensitive for a day. I don't get any cramps or anything. Um, I just have a normal bleed. I don't have any breakthrough bleeding. I don't have any skin issues. Um, yeah, my mood is a lot more stable. I'm sleeping a hell of a lot better, which is great. Um yeah, those are probably the main things. Oh, and the other big thing is libido. <laughs> um, that was bloody non-existent. Oh, my God. Like, the last two years, get away from me. Yeah, horrible. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I actually do, you know, quite fancy my husband, which is nice. <laughs> Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have one of our awesome clients, Amy. On the podcast, she's hilarious. We've just been having a good catch up. We always talk about the kids and her kids and, you know, just life and things. She's 35. She has three kids. She's married and she's a Kiwi. Um, and yeah, she did amazingly well in the program. You were so good. You were just like, cause you like, you've got your own, you've got your own business. Hey. Yeah. 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 yeah so you're like, yeah. So they've got their own business and she's got three kids. So her life is a bit, bit hectic, but you were just like, no excuses. You know, you focused on what you could control which was the food and the walking, you know, you didn't get a lot of training in just because of your hectic life with the kids and, you know, but you, but the amazing thing is you still got results because you focused on the nutrition and you focused on the walking and what you could do instead of what you couldn't do, which I think was just um, amazing. So I guess to start with, uh, tell, tell us or tell the listeners, I shouldn't say viewers because the podcast they're listening, um, you know, uh, like what, what made you join the program? Like, what were you doing leading up to the program? Um, okay. So I guess the the catalyst for joining the program was that I piled on a heap of weight <laughs> last year. Mm. Um, just being in a stressful couple of years um, with the family and then I guess with the pandemic and we moved regions and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um combined with the fact that I was finishing up breastfeeding I was able to eat a whole lot of food and so yeah I just emotionally ate my way through the last year and I put on 13 kilos so that was the catalyst um because I wasn't fitting my clothes and everything I was feeling crap but I realized later I guess all the other um health things that were going on that were linked to my unhealthy lifestyle so yeah the catalyst was the weight but there mm. was a whole lot of other things that and what were the well. obviously now that you know what were the other things that you were experiencing um, well I got my period back postpartum um and had huge like hormonal issues so pretty much extreme PMS like from ovulation right through to the end of my period 
um, yeah, extreme mood swings and just unhappiness and pain and heavy bleeding and all that sort of thing. That went on for about a year. Um, wasn't sleeping well, was moody. <laughs> very very moody um but you know it's all little things that I could put down to like I'm tired I've got children that sort of thing so I would just kind of fob it off as yeah I'm not sleeping enough that's why I'm tired but now that I've learned more um and done this program I've kind of realized they all were coming from the same source yeah we get a lot of women say that they're like oh they just sort of thought that it was normal or they didn't really notice it as much. And then when they did the program, they're like, wow, okay, I've got some, yeah. but because a lot of things improve. And what did you, what have you done in the past in terms of dieting? What have you tried? Um, so I've actually never, never dieted before. Which is um, so unusual. Like, yeah. you know, it's like nearly, I'd say 95% of our clients have done a heap of diets in the past, I which know. is awesome, which is I good. Up, yeah, it is. It's great. And I think it's, it's helped to some degree, but I grew up with a mum who did every diet imaginable and was never happy with her body. Um, and I've always kind of been like, I want to be the opposite of my mother. Um, sorry if you're listening, mum, but <laughs> I have never, so I've never dieted. I've just, yeah. How good is that though, that you, because a lot of women I speak to, they, they say the same thing about their mum, but they then have carried that on. Yeah, they follow the same pattern on. But you've gone, I don't want to do that, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've, by no means have I been skinny or anything, you know, like I've always probably been on the heavier side, but I've also been active and like I'd play netball or, and when I was a teacher, I was running on with the kids. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the times that I, I think before the wed- my wedding, I wanted to get in shape a little bit better. So I went to a personal trainer, you know, I, I ate probably more mindfully I cut out the shit like McDonald's and stuff but it was never a like let's restrict and Crazy. get rid of like whole food groups yeah, or yeah, yeah. You know, fast or anything like that um but when I had my children my boys my two boys had terrible reflux and because I was breastfeeding I chose to manage that through changing my diet so inadvertently I started restricting like they couldn't have dairy or they couldn't have gluten um Mm. and I think looking back I could have managed I still could have nourished myself really well by you know even still cutting out some foods but I didn't know and I was tired and busy and so I just didn't really eat a lot so there was five years where I didn't yeah I didn't eat a lot of food. You see, probably um, I've had clients like that too, like Lou Driver's one that comes to mind where she unintentionally restricted. Yes, yeah. So like I wasn't doing it to lose weight. I was doing it to help the boys. But, you know, you come to five years of not really eating and then suddenly I didn't have to do that anymore. I wasn't breastfeeding. Yeah. Like the floodgates opened and I was like, holy shit, I've missed food. Um. And yeah, I ate my way through a year. <laughs> <laughs> stress too. I think a lot of women can will, will relate to this too. You know, Corona, they're stressed. You know, they ate, they drank. You know, and it's just yeah, no, it makes it makes sense. Um, and how long have you been in the program now? Um, I think I'd be. At, I've done my sixteen weeks. I'm like three mm-hmm. weeks past it, so like nineteen, nineteen weeks. Okay, cool. And. Talk about the results you've seen in that time. So let's talk about first about the changes to your body weight loss and then talk about the changes to the other health. Okay. 
things. Um, so in, in the last 19 weeks, I started at 84.4 kilos um, and now I am 76. So I've lost 8.4 kilos, which I'm stoked with. It wasn't the amount of weight that I put on. I was, you know, I was still working my way off that, but it's been in such a sustainable way. Like I'm not worried about it coming back sort of thing. Um, but my measurements, those are crazy. So I've lost 57 centimeters now, which is huge. <laughs> it's, it's like over half a meter. It's crazy. Amazing. Amazing. What about the improvements in your cycle and energy and sleep and um, that stuff? Yeah, so that happened, I think, more noticeably quicker than the weight. I noticed I was hyper-focused on my menstrual cycle because I've been having problems with that. Um, but the PMS, I now maybe have one day of PMS um, when before I was having half a month. And that one day isn't, it's manageable. You know, like I'm not having to lock myself in the bedroom anymore <laughs> like I was. <laughs> um it's just a little bit, yeah, sensitive for a day. I don't get any cramps or anything. Um, I just have a normal bleed. I don't have any breakthrough bleeding. I don't have any skin issues. Um, yeah, my mood is a lot more stable. I'm sleeping a hell of a lot better, which is great. Um, yeah, those are probably the main things. Oh, and the other big thing is libido. <laughs> um that was bloody non-existent oh my god like the last two years get away from me yeah horrible um but now I'm like okay I actually do you know quite fancy my husband which is nice <laughs> he must be stoked yeah he's, he's quite happy <laughs> yeah. do the program that's so good oh those are, that's so amazing and you just uh, quickly talk about, you know, because I think because you've got the business and the kids and, like, you don't have anyone to look after the, you know, like you found it hard to do the training. So what did you focus on, like, the step? How much training did you actually do? Um, <laughs> I didn't train. I okay. think I did maybe the first two weeks I tried to do everything. Mm. And I'm such a, like, you set me a goal, I will exceed that. So, you know, Craig told me, do this many steps but I prefer you to do this so like obviously I go for the top goal so I tried to nail everything and I was just like I hate my life I can't do mm. this it's too much um and I think a lot of women would probably resonate you know we want to be perfect yeah and it's that whole all or nothing it totally which which totally destroys women I think because like you say, like, look what you've achieved going, okay, look, right now at this season in life, I can't really do the training. You Eventually you'll be able to do it. So instead you're like, what can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like trying to remove the barriers that were going to prevent me from achieving anything. Mm. Um, I didn't enjoy training, just a personal thing. Like it was hard. It's hard. Every, you know, when you're doing something different, it's hard. Um, loved the, the steps, though. I loved getting out of the house. Um, it was a really good like mental health break for me too. And the food was so easy. It like following the framework, it just took away that level of me having to think about what to eat. So I was like, I'll just focus on those two things mm. and see how that works. And yeah, it, it was fine. Well done. Well done. Yeah. And I think that's the thing you've got to, cause so many women, I think go, well, I can't do everything perfectly. So I'm going to do nothing. But yeah, yeah. if you focus on what you can do, for now 
and then, you know, build on that. Look at the great results that you've got. Imagine if you just done nothing or kept going how you were going instead of doing it. And that was my yeah. biggest thing because so many people had said to me, like, you're in the wrong season for this. You've got little kids, you know, like there'll be time for you later. And I was just like, I've been doing this for six years, you know, mothering and they're, they're going to be here forever. You know, am I going to wait until they're 20 and I'm like <laughs> 60 before I start focusing on myself? Um, but that was, yeah, was always my biggest fear. Am I not going to make any progress because I've got these, limitations I guess you know I've only got a certain amount of time or a certain amount of energy um but no like doing small things consistently can still really help yeah massively I mean look you've already you've lost like eight point something was it 8.6 kilos did you say yeah 8.4 kilos and you've improved your sleep your PMS is nearly non-existent your energy like how incredible you know because because you're right you can you can absolutely control what you put in your mouth yeah 100 percent and yeah. you can, you know, like I think most women can probably do some walking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, when it's time, when you've got some more time, you can then throw the training. Because you did do a little bit, I think. I remember Craig saying you yeah, did. Yeah, I did do a little yeah. bit. Um, if I, But I didn't have the pressure on myself, like find mm. the time to do it. It was just like, okay, the kids are happy. I'll go and sneak away and do something. Yep. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. You can control what, you, what goes in your mouth. And yep. I think motherhood is such a reason to not do things like we use that as a reason and I I used to get really triggered by that you know people would say like it's not an excuse just because you have kids you can do this and I'd be like well fuck you you don't know my kids it's hard um but you (laughs) it is an excuse at the end of the day you know like you can still do something if you want to and I think that is what it came down to I finally got to the point where I wanted to do this Mm, mm. and um what sort of like let's talk more about your nutrition so what what calories are you eating and what are you what types of foods are you eating um so i'm on 1900 calories a day um which is actually you can fit a lot into 1900 calories um I eat the same thing though pretty much every day, Mm. which I found really helpful. Like, yeah, again, the whole like I need variety, I think that is a bit of a, it's just a barrier that you're putting up, you know, like Mm. um, we do a lot of the meals out of the Win It Life cookbook because they work for the family, like the shepherd's pie, that sort of thing. Um, And then it's easy because you can just, what do you call it, batch batch them and freeze them. Yeah, and freeze it, yeah. Yeah, and you're yeah. sorted. And what we do is just do the same dinner for like five nights and then change the dinner. But all our breakfast and snacks stayed the same. Mm. Um, but changing the dinner was enough variety. I guess yeah, and know. I think like what seems to work well for a lot of mums, even a lot of them, like Lou Driver's done, a, I've done a podcast with her because she's got, because I don't have kids, obviously. Um, but they'll do like similar breakfast, lunch and snacks during the day. And then they just rotate the dinners out with their family. So she's like one night we'd have, you know, shepherd's pie. The next we'd have fish and chips. The next we'd have whatever. And like she said, it keeps it super easy and you just plan ahead and you know what you're eating and you don't have to think about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that was the biggest thing was not having to think about it. And I would see other people in my life who, you know, are doing keto or doing you know something else and the constant like decisions around food I'm just like oh I don't 
it's like it's given me more mental space because I don't mm. have to consider it. I just go to my plan and eat my plan. And you just build out, you've built your own plan, right? Like you know how to build yeah. your own plan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Craig walked me through the first one um, and then I just went on from there and did my own. It, mm. it was easy. It isn't a lot to get your head around. No, it's good. And, you know, that's what we do in our coaching program. When you work with a coach, our coach will help you build an initial plan to get you started. Then we have modules teaching you how to do it yourself. And I always say to women when I chat to them about the coaching program is the reason that we do this is because, you know, if we continually do meal plans for you, you get to into the program, you don't know anything. You don't know about the macros and calories you need for your body. You don't understand how to build meal plans. You don't understand the, you know, the foods that you need to eat 80 to 90% of the time to get the nutrients you need. Cause it's not about being perfect, you know, but you want to eat these foods most of the time and you don't know what the, what are the foods that you actually really work for your body? Cause we all eat similar-ish foods, but you know, our meal plans are all different. So doing it like this, like, you know, now, like you, if you're out of the program and not getting coached like week to week, you can build your own plan. You know yeah. what to do, exactly what to do. Yeah. yeah, and it's great that it works for everyone as well. Yeah, it's a family. I think a lot of the women appreciate that too. Yeah, I think so funny because, I mean, I didn't have kids, but the cookbook's really just full of recipes that my mum used to make us <laughs> when, she was a kid, when we were kids. Like just spaghetti, I remember just having – we always and also too like budget-friendly – because like yeah. my mum and dad, they didn't earn heaps of money when we were kids. So mum used to always buy what was on special. So it was mince is cheap, you know. So we'd have like spaghetti bolognese, um, you know, we'd have like chicken casserole, like meat and potatoes, just really simple, easy stuff. Yeah. And the kids eat it. You had lots of dairy. We ate lots of cheese and milk and things. So uh, that's good. And um, what have you enjoyed most about the program? Um, I have enjoyed feeling good <laughs> which is a really broad thing to say but I mean okay so I, I've noticed it recently we went away for two weeks um two two and a half weeks and while we were, we were away you know we'd finished the coaching and everything so I was like okay I'm just not gonna bother like we'll just eat whatever um for a couple of weeks and I think it it was like a week and and I was like man I I just don't want to do this like I just <laughs> want I want my apples and I want my carrots and I want my, my plan. And yeah, that was a real like light bulb moment for me because for a lot of the 16 weeks, I was like, Oh, I want a brioche or, you know, I wanted the habits that I had, not necessarily the food. It was the habits. Like I'd go to the yeah. market to have a brioche and a hot chocolate and I missed that. And I was like, is there ever going to come a point where I don't really want that? And it has, it's happened now, you know, like mm. I will still go to the markets, but I don't have those cravings. And I guess that's because I've realized when I eat that sort of food, I don't actually feel fabulous. Mm. Um, you know, I just am enjoying feeling good and craving the foods that help me to feel good. It's nice. Yeah, totally. And they're yummy too. Like I always think to myself, like every day when I eat my breakfast, I have my sourdough muffins with raspberry jam and cheese and egg and my coffee with collagen and milk. I think, I just love this breakfast and eat my yeah. ice cream at night. You know, like it's like, it's all these delicious foods. And then you can, and I see this so much with women in our program. They say exactly the same thing as you like. They'll go away on holidays and they just eat mindfully because they've tracked one, they know how to, but you know, like you I go out for dinner and you'll, you know, you won't be really balancing your meals as well. And, you know, you just start to feel non-optimized and you're like craving going back to your regular foods and your plan. So it's such a great, like you don't go on holidays anymore and think like, oh, I'm so stressed about what I'm going to eat or not eat. And you don't, you don't like, did you stack on the weight? Did you stack on 10 yeah. kilos every holidays? No. 
No, I lost 300 grams. <laughs> See? Isn't it great? Like, I know. No more of this crazy holiday binging and, yeah. I yeah, know, and cool. there's no stress, you know. And it, like you say, it's it's just nice being able to eat delicious food and know that I'm doing good by my body. Um, yeah, and be happy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good one. Um, and what did you find the most challenging about the program? Um, the most challenging, <laughs> um, I guess there is a little bit of monotony in what you're doing because you're trying to make a change. Um, Build the habits. You know, so like I, I was doing a lot of steps and some days that, yeah, it was a little bit like, oh, shit, I really have to go out and do another walk. But it's on a forever thing, you know, and I guess it's just having the mindset that I'm making these big efforts now to get to where I want to be. Yeah, I'm not going to have to. (laughs) Obviously, you're still walking, though, but just not doing as many steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I enjoy being active and everything, but there were some times that I was just like, oh, God, it's just another day of Mm. trying to juggle the kids and work and walking and with my husband doing you know the similar thing like his exercise and his walk too that was probably the hardest but you get into a, a routine of it mm. we just kind of had to have a day off every now and then where we were like okay we're not going to put our watch on and yeah. check us and we're just going to go to the beach and hang out and, and, that yeah. sort of thing. and I think that broke it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. and I think too with you because obviously you weren't training yeah. So you had to, you know, um, do some extra steps. What sort of steps are you doing now? Like, what do you, do you still just walk every day? What are you doing? Yeah. So my goal was only 12,000 steps, had mm. Craig has said, um, but ideally 15,000. So that's what I was doing. I was doing 15,000 mm. a day, which I mean, I was a teacher before kids and I was doing 17,000 a day. So Really? Not, oh, because you're in your yeah. feet all day. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, you're all day, and, you know, doing duty and yeah. sports and all that sort of thing. So it wasn't crazy different. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I guess if I was if I was training, it probably I would have stuck yeah. closer to the 12,000. Yeah, so what are you doing now, about 12,000? Is that what you – Yeah, what you, uh, mm. no, once I finished, I just kept doing the, the 15,000. Oh, so you're still walking that much every yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Except for when you've had your surgery, you've had that yeah. time off. Yeah. yeah. And you've healed amazingly well from your, uh, what, what do you call it, C-section revision. Hey, that's yeah. what you had. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were just talking about it on the, because we were talking about my surgery. And yeah, you 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 said that you are healing so well and you were up like three days after the. Yeah. Um, they said it would take around four weeks to stand upright. And I think it was three days and I was walking around and I went back mm-hmm. to my post-op my like one week post-op appointment mm-hmm. and I met a girl there and she was three weeks post-op and she was still hunched over and like yeah. hardly walking and she just she said it's just so hard and I was like oh my <laughs> god it's been fine like I, yeah obviously you've had pain because it's of it's course surgery. yeah um, but I mean I was off my pain meds within 24 hours sort of thing and just wow how amazing it's it's a good pro-metabolic nutrition yeah, and I think leading up to it, I really just focused on, yeah, nourishing my body and resting yeah. a lot of rest prior to the surgery. I think that helped as well. Yeah, because you're not going into the surgery stressed. Your body's yeah. not stressed. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, amazing. Isn't it amazing? It is. It is amazing. 
Yeah, I think the same thing. I'm like so stoked. I've 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 had some like little recovery goals. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be back to training by this time. Yeah, but it it works if you do the right things and you rest properly. Like obviously, I didn't, you know, I mean, just started to introduce some light lower body training, just going slow, very slowly. But it's the body is it's incredible. It is how incredible how quickly like we've both healed, which is amazing. Um, And you've already answered this question. How does it fit in with the rest of the family? You said that you know you don't you're not cooking separate meals. Yeah, but I guess I could add to that and talk about my daughter Finley and how it's worked for her. <laughs> and this is a cool story. This is a cool story. The biggest, yeah. like, bonus that we've had from the whole thing. I mean, I would pay millions of dollars to have that <laughs> result. Um, so Finley is, yeah, she's coming up six and is neurodiverse. And part of that is that she has challenges sleeping. And I mean, I was getting on average, what, four hours sleep a night. Oh, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, how have you been doing this for four years? Like five years. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It, it was really awful. But the professionals just said, like, she'll hopefully up. How many people probably. did you see? How many specialists have you oh, seen? Probably at least seven or eight different, you know, in different fields. Yeah. Like nutritionists and dietitians and psychologists and psychiatrists, like a whole range. And they, yeah, had just said, hopefully by 11, she'll sleep a bit better. Um, and what is it? So, because this is what, because Amy and I were on a call and, and she, you were telling me about her and I'll, and you were telling me how part of the issue is that she just doesn't eat. Like there's all these foods that she just doesn't want to eat. And, I'll, yeah. and you were telling me about it and I was like, just sounds like she's fucking hungry. Like she's not eating enough during the day. So she's waking up at night. Yeah. And then I was asking you, I'm like, okay, well, what w- would she eat? You know, ice cream. You're like, oh, she loves ice cream. You know, and we sort of talked through all the different foods that she would eat, she would eat, didn't we? And I was like, yeah. okay, all right, well. Because <laughs> she has a lot of sensory issues. So she is funny with food. Um, but the food she loves, are like the ice cream and the beef jerky, that sort of thing. <laughs> You were like, it's fine. Because <laughs> I'm like, eat, eat more of that. I was like, put some casein in her ice cream. I'm like, you know, try and get this into it because then you're sort of going to cover the nutrients. You like, She likes oranges or orange juice, hey. You were yeah, like, tell- yeah. 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 So like just try and um, pump as much of those foods into her. Cheese, crackers. Yeah, cheese, know. crackers. Yeah. Um, because we had come from the specialist saying like, get rid of gluten, get rid of dairy, get rid of oh my God. this, that, and the other. And so then I guess we were assisting her in restricting <laughs> her own diet. <laughs> and none of but it helped. Have, yeah, you just yeah, but you, 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 believe, you think, believe what they say. Like, yes, well, they're the experts, yeah. right? Like, yeah. we're paying them um, to have their knowledge. And, yeah, mm. anyway, it didn't help, obviously. And then talking to you, we were just like, let's just load her up. Um, and I made a little chart that had like protein, fat and carbs on it yeah. and a list of foods. And I just said to her, okay, each time we eat, we're going to pick one thing from each. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What a great idea. Um, so she'd pick, you know, like ice cream and oranges and then some kind of meat. And I'd be like, sweet, that's your Look meal. Look at all the nutrients she's getting in there. Yeah. Incredible. And she slept like, <laughs> I don't know, it took a few days and she, she slept. And so we went from, yeah, four hours sleep a night. I think I sent you my Fitbit yeah. and it was like I had like eight and a half hours sleep. I was like, what the heck's happening? So that's been consistent for like the last four four months. And you said you only noticed too, like I remember you messaging me because I was asking you, mate, you're like, oh, there's some days, you know, like sometimes she just goes off food and she doesn't eat enough and you're like, she wakes up. 
yeah yeah like if she's she's gotten sick once and so she lost her appetite and the sleep went straight back to you know waking up um or recently like with us going away she's kind of out of her normal routine and she she likes consistency and routine so that threw her a little bit and she stopped eating again and again we're awake like all night so there's definitely a link between it yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it, and this is some of the things that the, you guys learn in our program. It's like, you know, when you're sleeping, your body um, uses your liver glycogen. So if you are not eating enough during the day, um, your body just doesn't have enough fuel to get it through the night. So the stress hormones rise, adrenaline, cortisol, yeah. and you wake up. Yeah, so, and that's exactly it. She And she'll wake up and then I guess she's got so much cortisol and adrenaline going on, she can't fall back to sleep. And so we're yeah. awake for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. How amazing. Like, Having to re- like decondition though your beliefs around food, you yeah. know, like so she picks ice cream for breakfast and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my mom would be like, what are you doing? You can't give your ice cream for breakfast. And I'm like, mom, protein, fat and carb. It's okay. Like she's not yeah, but eating. Look at, but look at also too, like I think when, and I'm actually writing a post about this week, this, this about this, this week, because people always message you going, where's all the green vegetables in your diet? Like, mm. why don't you eat green ve- Greek vegetables? Like, look, I just don't really enjoy them very much. I'm not saying you can't eat them. If you want to eat them, like cook them, serve them with some saturated fat. But I always ask them, I'd say, okay, cool. What nutrients am I missing out on by eating yeah. the foods that I'm in my current diet and not having the green veg? And they never know. They're like, oh, I just thought that it was like, you just don't, when you actually drill down and like, look at ice cream, it has the perfect blend of protein, carbs, and fat. It has a ton of calcium. It has fat-soluble vitamins, you know. Then you throw in some orange juice, you're getting vitamin C, potassium, magnesium, you know. You throw in some meat, some jerky, you're getting protein and fat and load more, like, nutrients. Like, it's just once you learn about foods and then you look at green vegetables and you're like, like, people go, I'll feed your fucking kids cereal, shit cereal for breakfast. Like no protein, full of shit, you know, like it's just, it is insane. Yeah, it is. But those are the narratives I guess we've grown We've just up. been conditioned, totally. Yeah, yeah. We've been marketed to yeah. um, by companies, yeah. basically. That's, that's just advertising. I was so stoked when you messaged me. I was like, oh, it's so good. Because like that would just drive me. I'd be like, how are you even functioning? I'm like, how have you lived this long? And you're like, I just get used to it, kitty. I'm fucked though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that's so good. And that's why I couldn't notice though that all of the issues that Mm. I was facing, I just blamed it on that. Like I'm not Mm. sleeping, so Mm. I'm functioning at the subpar level. But actually I wasn't nourishing my body in in the most optimal way. Mm. Um, And what would you say to a woman who was sitting on the fence about joining the coaching program? Um, I would, I guess, say two things. Firstly, okay, there's this analogy that I really like. Um, If you think of like a caterpillar and it turns into a butterfly, right? Like everyone just focuses on the butterfly, the beautiful butterfly. But what we forget to see is that the caterpillar has to like shed its entire self, right? And it like sits in a bunch of goo and shit. And I I think that's a big thing. Like to get to where you want to be, you've got to go through that goo, you know? You're not going to get the result overnight. And I think you have to be prepared to put in a little bit of work to do it um, because I feel like with this sort of program, like you see what you're posting 
um, and you want to do it, but then you get all these barriers. Like it's natural. You get all this resistance. Like I want the variety in my food or, you know, we like to order pizza or whatever your resistance is. But at some stage you just need to say, okay, that's a barrier and I'm going to step past that. I'm going to like move mm. through that goo and get to the good, the good part. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think if you were on the fence, I would say make that decision to, to do it, to put yourself first and to put in that effort. But also the second thing would be don't overcomplicate it. Like it doesn't need to be hard. You don't have to nail everything. You don't have to do it all perfectly. You can just do those small steps really consistently and mm. still get great results. Now that's really good advice. It's really good advice. Yeah. Um, and do you think you could have achieved the same res- results without the coaching and support? No, no. And again, being a mum, a busy mum, I do not have the mental capacity to to go and like you guys have got years of experience. Your coaches have years of experience and knowledge and training. And I don't have the time for that right now, you know? So like, could I get the same result? Probably at some stage, you know, but do I have the mental capacity all the time to do all that? Not right now. So being able to, I guess, trust in a coach and like hand over that, yeah, that, that trust to them made it a lot easier, hell of a lot easier and a hell of a lot quicker as well. Like I knew that you guys know what you're doing. So just do what I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for coming on and sharing that. And I think there was just so many great things that you said about, you know, you know, not trying to be perfect and focusing on what you can do. And I feel like so many women can benefit from that advice. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about, um, you know, joining the program or you just want to find out more, I'll just pop a link in the show notes. You can book into my diary just for a free chat. We'll talk about, you know, what you actually want to achieve and whether or not the coaching program is a good fit and we can, um, and we can help you. So thanks again, uh, Amy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. 